Hello and welcome to another edition of the Joplin Globe Potters Podcast. I am Trey Vaughn, a voice that has been absent on this podcast for three weeks now. Uh, feels good to be back. Uh, with me as always, Jared Porter and Derek Shore. How are we doing today, guys? All right, we're wrapping up a football season. I guess we're wrapping up a lot of seasons, right, Derek? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gone quickly, but uh, it's good to have you back, Trey. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Felt weird not doing the podcast for three weeks in a row, so... Um, but yeah, nice to be back. And like you said, season's wrapping, wrapping up. We got volleyball uh, in some postseason play. Football, of course, is, is nearing its end as well. Softball has, has wrapped up or is wrapping up. Uh, so plenty of fall sports wrapping up here right now. But before we jump into prep covers, let's uh, cover a big NFL or just talk about a big NFL game happening tonight uh, just for a little bit. I think I think uh, this is probably the best Thursday night football game we've had in a long time. You got two of the best teams uh, in the NFL going at it tonight in the Cardinals and Packers. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on this game, or who do who do we have winning tonight? I'm a Kyler Murray fan, and uh, I like where he has the cards going this year, so I'm, gonna, I'm obviously going to be pulling for them. Um, but like I said, um, tough matchup against the Packers could go either way. Thursday night football, those games get weird. Mm-hmm. Interesting head-to-head matchup between two pretty dang good quarterbacks, but uh, I mean, i got to go with the dual-threat guy, Kyler Murray, in this one. Looks like we're going to have a clean sweep then. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I'm going to go with the Cardinals as well uh, tonight, but I think this is a big game. And, in fact, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this might be the best two teams in the NFL, uh, not just the NFC uh, between the Cardinals and Packers. But, uh, yeah, clean sweep. We're, we're all taking the Cardinals tonight in the Thursday night football game. Uh, Derek, Jared, bring us in. What do we have in terms of high school football going on this week? Yeah, first of all, starting with Joplin. Uh, jo- uh, Joplin uh, coming off a, a you know, 63-0 vic- shutout win over uh, Neosho is – 63 points marked a season high, but the you know the Eagles defense also pitched its first shutout of the year with Nixa losing to Carthage and you know winning the you know Joplin winning the head-to-head against Nixa you know earlier in the year. That was enough for for Joplin to leapfrog uh, Nixa for the two seed in district play. So uh, Joplin has Lee Summit at home on Friday in a, what will be a quarterfinal matchup. Uh, Lee Summit is only four and five, but they've won you know three of their last four games. The only loss in that stretch was to unbeaten Park Hill South. Uh, just a seven-point difference in overtime. Park Hill South is just right behind Joplin in the, uh, at number six in the Class 6 state rankings. But uh, it sounds like uh, Lee Summit has a lot of athletes. Their quarterback, is his name is Alex Benazzi, who he replaced uh, Elijah Martinez, who fra- fractured his ankle just a few weeks mm-hmm. ago. But uh, Benazzi's really taken off uh, in that role. His main target is Josh Manning. Uh, their featured running back is uh, Devin Andrews. But you know, with a win, Joplin... Uh, we'll likely have a rematch with Nixon next week at home with the trip to uh, district championship on the line. All right. So uh, a win here would yeah set up a, a entertaining rematch between those two mm-hmm. teams who had a very entertaining game early on in the season. Absolutely. Um, yeah, two teams that we probably should note on um, who aren't playing this week, uh, Carthage and Webb City. They both have first-round buys in the Class 5 District 6 playoffs. Um, and I think they'll both be hosting for the semifinals. Um, so Carthage last week picked up a 49-14 victory over uh, Nixa in a de facto Central Ozark Conference uh, championship game. Um, it's their first outright title in the conference since 2016, and uh, they just dominated yet again. It might have been their best performance of the season. And that's really saying something for a team that's picked up wins over Webb City and Joplin already this year. Um 
I think they had over 300 yards of rushing. Uh, that offensive line is just yeah. dominant. It may have been the, it may be the best O front that we've seen in recent years in this area for sure. Luke Gall had a uh, over uh, 170 yards rushing, a few touchdowns, and uh, Kel Patrick got in on the mix. He's a wide receiver and he had over 100 yard r- yards rushing. So wow. they were just dominant on the ground and uh, definitely have a ton of momentum going into the district playoffs. Absolutely. Um, any other district or area games that we would like to? Well, there's an interesting one, Neosho, um, a team that has just one win on the, in the regular season. Um, they're actually playing the only team that they beat in the first round of the district playoffs. So uh, they're going to be taking on Willard. Um, I think it was week eight that they beat Willard 21-14 uh, to 14 on a late touchdown in the fourth quarter. I believe it was by Jared Seiler. Uh, I could be wrong, but... Um, Turned out to be a really close game um, between two winless teams, and here they are rematching again. Um, Coach Towdy said this to me yesterday. He said, you know, it's, it's tough to beat a, a team in the COC once, but, you know, having to beat them twice, yeah. that's makes it even more difficult. But he thinks that there's some things that they picked up on um, in that first matchup that they could use to their advantage uh, here come Friday night. That game is at Neosho, by the way, so... District playoff football at Bob Anderson Bob Anderson Stadium. Yeah, I think I think you're right too. The touchdown from Siler because I think Siler might have had all three of those touchdowns that game if I remember right, right. against Willard. Mm-hmm. So um, Siler had a big game in in that victory, and like you said, nothing to like scoff at just because they beat them once. I mean, it's going to be another tough contest coming in again. Um, but you know, hopefully Towdy and the Wildcats can come in uh, ready to go and get them that playoff win and the first week of district play. And I'd be th- I think that would be a really um, cool way to, well, I'm, it wouldn't end the season, right? If they, if they win, they'd obviously go and they'd want to win again, but um, just to pick up a district playoff win, I don't know. I don't remember the last time that Neosha's done that. Um, Cause they went winless all of last season. Um, and to ring the bell twice at Bob Anderson stadium, you know, in Towdy's first year, that's, that's, that's moving in the right direction. So Absolutely. that'd be a good thing for that program. Yeah, something we've mentioned about the about the Wildcats uh, on this podcast is just that they've been focused on improving from week one until the end of the season, uh, and they've certainly done that, picking up the the win in week eight, and then uh, if they could add to it, like you said, with a district playoff win, that would be huge for them, I believe. The only other uh, area football matchup is uh, you know third seeded uh, Carl Junction. Uh, I believe they play host to Hill- six seeded Hillcrest as well, and uh, okay. you know a quarterfinal matchup. But Bulldogs have dropped uh, their last three games, but you know taking on uh, you know a one and eight Hillcrest team. So it looks like they'll have a, a strong chance at bouncing back next week with what will likely be you know next week. Uh, there's a strong chance that they'll play uh, two seeded McDonald County. So that could be a Maybe a fairly interesting game. Too. Mm-hmm. I think Carl Junction comes into this as a bit of a wild card, right? Because mm-hmm. think about it. They've only been playing Class 5 and Class 6 competition throughout the entire regular season. This is the first Class 4 opponent that they're going to face. So I think we're really going to see what Carl Junction's all about, mm-hmm. um, especially when facing their own uh, classification of opponent. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Missouri Southern? Let's transition into some college football real quick. Um they're, they, they've got a three-win season so far, and they have Missouri Western this weekend. Jared, what are we looking for uh, from the Lions? I think this may be the third straight week that they face an opponent with the exact same record as themselves. So, um, yeah, three-win season. Um, important to note that this is the win- winningest season for Missouri Southern since 2014 mm-hmm. already. Um, going for win number four against a Missouri Western team that, like them, is three and five. Um, last week, though, um, I thought Missouri Southern played another good ball game. Um, week in and week out, they seem to be contending with some of these uh, um, 
uh, most of these teams in the in the MIAA. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget, this is one of the best football conferences in the country. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, three win season and uh, week in and week out, it's really really close. Last week uh, they uh, fell. 24 to 21 to Emporia State. Yep. And that was the game where they got behind in the first quarter, 10, 10 to nothing, um, slowly chipped their way back into it before, you know, pulling to within three points twice in the fourth quarter. Okay. Um, so battle to the end, another close one, just didn't fall their way. Yeah. And I, I want to expand on what you mentioned there. Like the MIAA is no joke. I mean, a three and five team in the MIAA does not mean they're, a, you know, struggling, poor team. I mean, three and five is. You know, a, a solid season in the middle of the MIAA just because of how competitive the top half of this conference is. Yeah, um, especially in past years, the top half of this conference have been like juggernauts, right? Yes. Uh, but I, I talked with Coach Bradley last week, and he, that was one thing that we kind of touched on was this year there seems to be, be more parity than we've seen in, in recent years. Um, let's take uh, Missouri Southern Pitt State, for example. That game went down to the wire, right? Yes. It required a, a late touchdown by Pitt State to, to come out on top. Um, I think it was... Was it a week or two later that they Pitt State played Northwest close, and then Northwest ends up losing mm-hmm. to Washburn? So these are all teams at the top of the league, you know, uh, I guess quote unquote contenders of the league. Yeah. And Missouri Southern's playing, you know, closely contested games with these guys. Absolutely, they've been competitive all year long. It seems. Uh, in their final three, we we mentioned Missouri Western. They will have Northwest, I believe, and Northwest Washburn. And Washburn, yeah, yeah, two of the top three teams, I think, in yeah. the MIAA. So uh, I think they want to take advantage of getting that fourth win this week because mm-hmm. it, the, the road gets rougher to, to close out. Yeah, but look for them to play spoiler, you know, and, and they, they already tried it against Pitt State and nearly, you know, came off or came out on top. Uh, look for them to do the exact same thing to, to the Bearcats and to uh, the Ichabods of Washburn uh, and, and try to play spoiler and knock one of those teams off. So, And I think that's one of the exciting things about the direction of this program, right, is because they're, you know, they're not only winning a few games here and there. They're showing that they could easily be maybe 5-3 and three this year. Yeah. Um, so this is the first year under Bradley. This is a relatively young uh, roster as well. They do have their, their veteran guys that make a difference. Uh, but yeah, this is a team that's showing signs of a team that could be good for years to come. Yeah. And veterans are not, this, this will be the last thing I mentioned, but you keep bringing up good points and I keep thinking of other things, but veterans are not young or not. I mean, Dawson Hurl's a new quarterback under center. Uh, Nathan Glades has been running the ball for him as a, as a freshman. Colton Winder, so, linebacker. Yes. Um, he's a sophomore. And then Richard Jordan Jr. He plays like a senior, but it's, you got to remember, he's just a junior. So yeah. you got one more year of Richard. So. Yeah. A lot of playmakers on both Absolutely. sides of the ball, um, and the youth on this team is going to be a difference maker moving forward. It gets me excited talking about all this. They're young, and they're improving. Man, The future looks good uh, at Missouri Southern, to say the least. And we mentioned other prep sports wrapping up, guys. Volleyball, softball, that type of Do we have some other uh, prep sports we would like to talk about real quick? Yeah, jumping in right in with volleyball. Uh, Jared, do you want to take us away with uh you know, Carl Junction and Web City. I'm sure that was a thriller. That was – okay, it wasn't what everybody was expecting going <laughs> in, right, because Carl Junction had um, swept Web City twice during the regular season. So uh, Web City jumps out to a really quick start in this one. A very back-and-forth first set ends up going in their direction late. Um, so Web City takes the first and then basically dominates the second. I don't want to say – it was at the midway point it was tied, and then they rattled off 11 straight points to, to clinch the okay. to clinch the set. So they take a 2-0 lead. But um, I was talking to uh, Coach Lawrence afterward, and she said, you know, we were telling our girls at that point that Carl Junction isn't a team that's going to lay down easily. And, you know, sure enough, they, they battled back and win two straight sets, forces a fifth set, and uh, Web City ends up taking it in the fifth. So um, very big win for Web City. Um, Coach Lawrence said that – 
many people probably didn't expect to see their names uh, uh, typed into the sectional bracket. Um, but really, really, really big win for the Web City Cardinals. And uh, I think they play – who do they play tonight? I can't remember. Rogersville. Rogersville. Rogersville, Rogersville okay. knocked off Willard. Willard is the defending class four state champion. So wow. that was an upset and out of that district. So okay, wow. could be uh, you know a pretty interesting game with uh, you know Webb City and Rogersville. I'd yeah. say that makes for a very interesting yeah. matchup since they both were kind of probably underdogs coming into their uh, matchup. Maybe you know I don't know how you look at that with it being prep sports, but nonetheless. Uh, the anticipation was probably for yeah. CJ and Willard for to sure. come out on and there top. There was one thing I wanted to bring up about that Webb-Carl uh, Junction game. That, that second set, there was something weird that happened that I'd never seen before. Let me know if you've ever seen it. Um, Carl Junction was up 9-6 to six at one point. Then the officials called a timeout. There was a pause in the game for about you know five to ten minutes. And then all of a sudden the score changes and it's uh, favoring Webb City 8-6. to six. I was very confused by that, and afterward they explained to me that uh, Carl Junction requested a lineup change, and they gave the wrong server four points prior. So what they did was they took all of those points that uh, Carl Junction got, they, they took those away, and they gave Web City uh, a point. And that felt like a momentum swing, really. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, Web City has a lead, uh, but then Carl Junction rattles off like five straight points, yeah. so it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, that was something I've never seen before. I don't know if you could think of anything similar. Can't. Everybody. Probably happens in volleyball all the time, yeah. but it's just I've never seen yeah. it. Yeah, but uh, I think the headliner this week was second seeded Joplin knocking off uh, top seeded Carthage three to one. Uh, the Eagles fell to an early uh, you know one nothing hole, but Joplin uh, took the next three sets to yeah to secure the win. It was their first district championship since 1996 was the correct year, and uh, you know this isn't just an Eagles team that just battles and battles. Uh, very uh, you know balanced team in terms of kills. Uh, Angelina Schramm, uh, you know, put together a big time game against Carthage. I believe she finished with 12 kills. You know, Allie Lawrence and Emma Floyd are also playing big roles on the team. But uh, you know, Joplin travels to Nixa for a sectional matchup tonight, which will be a huge test. Uh, Nixa finished as the state runner-up last year in Class Five, so uh, they have a lot of firepower. But I think this is just you know further proof of you know that the COC is just one of the best you know conferences regardless of sport in Missouri. There is one more volleyball uh, matchup. College Heights also right. captured yeah. its uh, right, yeah. second straight district title with a 3-2-1 over Jasper. Cougars play host to Miller tonight, who is 33-1 at OCC tonight. But uh, it'll be another tough test for College Heights. But I think the biggest thing that College Heights can take away from this year is you know they returned only two part-time players this wow. year and you know have no seniors on their roster. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Cougars are back in the state tournament next season. As for cross country, Jared, uh, what are some runners and some performances we want to uh, look back on today? Uh, well, I covered the uh, Ozark Seven Conference meet last uh, Saturday at Missouri Southern, and uh, one of the runners I wanted to touch on was Jaylee Johnson for College Heights. She took first in the girls' division um, with a time of 20 minutes and some change. Um, so this was actually a PR for her, and it was actually a really good time to PR. Um, her first um, conference championship and i believe she's a junior or sophomore or something like that but this is her first one and uh, her goal this year is to make it to the state meets so um very good performance by Jaylee, and then we on the men's side or the boys side i should say it was kip atterbury from macaulay who uh, didn't set a pr but he was close to um setting a well actually it was a pr yeah it was a pr because he was so close to breaking the sub 17 minute mark which is a goal that he had going into the season um he said something about about making a um, 16 20 
time before the, uh, he's graduated as a senior because that's the mark that uh, Division One recruits hit. So he wins the boys' uh, side with a 17 0 uh, 0, but it was like 17 0 0 and like 67 tenths or something. Okay. Like that. So he was really close. And, you know, one more burst, I guess, to the finish line would have gotten it. Yeah. He, he obviously didn't know that at the time. So, yeah, two really good performances in that conference meet. Yeah, absolutely. Great performances uh, to set personal records as well as take uh, the individual titles, uh, respectively, on the boys and girls side of that meet. We mentioned last week that Webb City traveled to uh, Rolla for the state quarterfinals. I uh, lucked into making that trip to Rolla, but Cardinals fell to uh, the Bulldogs ten to nine, and uh, you know an exciting nine nine inning game. But uh, you know, Webb City graduates a pretty uh, you know decorated senior class that you know Coach Shauna Friend said you know really laid the foundation uh, you know for the for the program for years to come. Uh, you know, there's also going to be a lot of uh, district volleyball going on tonight. Uh, you know, district football obviously on Friday. Uh, college football, uh, district cross country, district soccer on Saturday. Uh, you know, in cross country, College Heights, Macaulay and TJ will all be competing at Clever, while Web City, Carl Junction, Joplin, Neosho, and Carthage will be running in uh, Bolivar. As for soccer, uh, last note here, I promise. Mm-hmm. Uh, top seeded. Top seeded Neosho plays uh, eight seeded Ruskin in Class Three District Six at, in uh, Bolivar. Third seeded Webb City plays six seeded Carl Junction at the same site, Class Four, District Five. Four seeded Joplin plays fifth seeded Republic in Carthage. Uh, fifth seeded Car- Carthage also plays uh, third seeded Ozark. So okay. that, that should wrap it up. Okay, yeah. So plenty of uh, prep action, and like you said, college football with Missouri Southern on Saturday. Plenty of prep action going on. Uh, plenty of games to catch this weekend and the rest of this week. Okay, let's jump in real quick. Let's go over uh, since we typically cover the area college football games. Let's just cover them real quick. Missouri comes in this weekend against Vanderbilt, a two and six Vanderbilt team as sixteen and a half point favorites. I wanted to ask you guys the question: Is sixteen and a half? This is today. This may change by Saturday, but is sixteen and a half point favorites way too much for a Missouri team who is uh, sitting at three and four right now? Or do you think they can uh, cover that sixteen and a half point favorite? I don't know how bad Vanderbilt is, so uh, that's really <laughs> I have no clue. That could be a really good uh, point spread, but um, Missouri. They didn't look that good last week, so I don't or the last few weeks. So yeah, yeah, the, the, they've lost some games by uh, large margins, and they've won some games by small margins. They're sitting at three and four right now. I say there's no way they beat a team by 17 points, even if it is Vanderbilt. That's just my guess. Uh, Arkansas has a bye this week, but they did get back in the win column uh, with a route of Arkansas Pine Bluff last week. Who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff, and so they, they finally get back in the win column after dropping three tough games in a row to ranked opponents. As for the Sooners, they go up against Texas Tech this week. Uh, they escape a scare with Tex, or with Kansas for three quarters. Uh, what do we expect from the Sooners against the Red Raiders this weekend? I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, Texas Tech just got rid of their head coach, so it'll probably be a three-point game, you know. <laughs> Just Texas Tech's going to play fitting, inspired fitting football. Fitting for the way OU football has gone, gone this year. Yeah, I, I look for them to take advantage here. Like you said, t- head coach is gone. Uh, Texas Tech just lost to K-State. Hopefully the Sooners can take advantage. What would OU's point dif- differential be without that? Was that West Carolina or whoever West, was Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Our point that, differential would just be – It'd be like point two. Something. <laughs> oh, per game? Yeah, it'd, yeah. Be like, it'd be small. Yeah, maybe 20 points we're outscoring our opponents by other than that game. Uh, the Oklahoma State Cowboys take on Kansas this week. Uh, the the Cowboys actually lost their first game last week against Iowa State. 
Um, but expect them, of course, to get back in the win column facing the Jayhawks this week. And then K-State will go up against TCU. This is our last team in the area. Uh, Kansas State narrowly defeated Texas Tech, as I already mentioned, to end a three-game skid of their own. And they go up against TCU, who has struggled on defense. So I think the Wildcats probably have a good chance at getting back in the win or getting another win there against TCU. That'll wrap us up for the Joplin Globe Potters podcast. I'm Trayvon. I'm Derek Shore. I'm Jared Porter.